Are you a Catholic? Trying to make sense of COVID-19, the MCO, and how all this is impacting our faith, and now needing to celebrate Holy Week and Easter online. Well, if that's you, then welcome to the show, because that's what we're going to be talking about. Now, the show, we don't have a title as yet. Uh, it's Catholics at Home, Quarantine Catholics, Two Guys and a Priest. Well, if you have better suggestions, we'll give you a link later to help us title this show. But who are the we that's going to talk about all this? Uh, first of all, some introductions. My name is Kachang Kevin. Uh, fellow parishioner Mark Lee is on the line. Mark, say hello. Hi, everyone. Nice to meet you all. And, uh, and our special guest for today and hopefully many, many more episodes to come. He's a familiar face, diocesan priest with the Archdiocese of Kuala Lumpur. Hello, Father Clarence Devadas. Hi, Kevin. You, Father? Hi, Mark. I'm very well, Mark, uh, given the situation, given the quarantine or, you know, confined to small places. Yeah, keeping well, trying to keep my spirits yeah. up. All right. Now, just before we start our conversation, let me just tell uh, for those viewing this show, this recording, uh, what, what happened is uh, Mark and I, you know, we were discussing with Father Clarence about how we can uh, engage with the priest and the lay people of the Catholic faith and just talk about issues that's concerning us, daily issues, you know, daily lives. And we thought we wanted to do a podcast. Now, so we've been planning about a podcast uh, for a long time now, but we just haven't got around to it. And with the MCO, all of us stuck at home, we said, hey, why not let's do a Zoom chat? Because everybody is doing Zoom chats, Google Hangouts with their family, with their BEC. Uh, even they're doing rosaries on Zoom chats now, I, I, I believe. I've heard a couple of VCs doing that. So we're going to just do a casual conversation about our Catholic faith. And hopefully in the episodes to come, we can do a live show where you can join us too and give us your comments and feedback, right? Is that right, Father and Mark? Yep, that's right, Kevin. Definitely. All right. So now with this MCO, we're all stuck at home. Now, I know Mark here from Kota Kamuning. Uh, Father, we know most of the priests uh, live in the compounds of their parishes. Uh, for you, Father, where is home? <laughs> well, many people actually asked me, they thought that, no, uh, since I don't particularly live in a parish, I live at the Archdiocesan Pastoral Center, which is just about, you know, uh, behind St. Anthony's Church. Uh, so I've been confined to my own home uh, in the pastoral center. So most priests, uh, in fact, all priests uh, are residing in their own parishes. Even though there are no public masses, uh, even though people are not allowed to come to the church, uh, the, the, the priests are still in the churches, uh, still being available, especially for emergencies. You know, I, think, I believe most churches have put out an emergency number. Uh, if people needed to contact the church. And so priests are still in their parishes uh, available uh, to attend to all these uh, special and uh, circumstances, emergency needs. Uh, so to answer your question, yeah, we are all in our parishes. Right. And uh, I guess I'm just wondering, how has this MCO impacted your daily life? I mean, what's, what's the day in the life of Father Clarence and then now with the MCO? Is it very much different? Very, very different, Kevin. I mean, this is not something that we all are quite used to. Uh, I remember saying this to, to my parishioners. Uh, the closest I ever got to this was when I had to do my 30-day retreat just before my, my ordination. 
Uh, even then, uh, during the retreat, uh, you're allowed to walk out, you know, though you don't talk to, to each other except once a day you see a retreat master. But you're still allowed to, to walk out, you know, we're just allowed to take, uh, you know, to go out and do other things. But this is very different, uh, you know, and I, I don't think the word that everybody is using is unprecedented. It's unprecedented for everybody, including priests. So what's my day like? Uh, so I have to think of things to do every day, uh, apart from doing some office work. Uh, I'm quite lucky in the sense that uh, my office and my room is, is very close by. It's just on the same floor. Uh, it's about just 25 steps away. So every morning I come into the office uh, to go through some emails, uh, to see what needs to be answered, uh, to do some reading also. Uh, I'm writing one or two articles uh, which are due soon. So I'm trying to keep up with that also. But apart from other, the other things, I think, you know, life goes on. I mean, one important thing is we need to look for our food also. So, you know, so cooking has become uh, part of my daily routine. Uh, well, I always say, you know, there are two things, uh, you know, you either cook or you survive. But I fall, I fall in the category of survival. So, Boy Scout skills, simple things, uh, re- heating up food, you know. Uh, I always thought, you know, why did I have to spend uh, so many years in Rome uh, before? But now I realize it has taught me to make pasta. So, pasta is like my staple food uh, very often. <laughs> Uh, so apart from that, uh, you know, resting, reading, I've been catching up with some movies also I've not seen. Uh, just managed to, to watch the, the latest uh, episode of, of Star Wars. I mean, I've been putting that <laughs> off for a while. So got to watch, uh, uh, I think it's The Rise of Skywalker, right? That's, that's the latest mm-hmm. one, if I remember. Yeah, so got to do that. Uh, and then uh, exercise, uh, you know, regular exercise, just to keep the body healthy, keep the mind sane also. Uh, so this is what I've been doing in the last couple of days. Like today, I mean, I planned out to, to clean my house. So mopping, washing the bathroom. So regular things that I've not been doing. Uh, now I have to do these things during the MCO. Not bad, uh, Father. So Father, how about <laughs> yeah. uh, Mass, Father? Do you say Mass often? Yeah, I say Mass every day, uh, Mark. Uh, so that, because where I live, there's a chapel. Uh, so I'm by myself. Uh, we priests have been asked also because most parishes have got uh, masses that have been offered, have been lined up. Uh, people have made mass, mass offerings. So even though we're not saying it publicly, for all the intentions that have been offered, uh, we are doing it privately uh, in our own, in the confines of our own space. Uh, we are offering the masses for the intentions of the people. Uh, and also, you know, we are actually praying very hard for, for the situation that we are in, uh, that this will pass soon. So we do, yes. Uh, we, we, we still offer masses uh, for the intentions of the people. So how, so Father, I mean, uh, I mean, it's awesome to see that uh, the church and all, we have this, I think we're one of the first to actually react towards uh, uh, COVID in terms of uh, closing down of uh, masses. I mean, showing masses online live and all, uh, and restricted people from going to church, I think it's awesome. Uh, so I think, uh, how, how are priests uh, coping with that, Father? I mean, looking at it today, I mean, I mean, uh, because a lot of y'all, I believe you all have, uh, it's said in CDM, correct? The masses. Yeah. So I yes. mean, so all of y'all are scheduled, and and, and uh, yeah. How how is it like? How is it? Going yeah. Like? So so for us, it's it's quite different, Mark. It's it's very different because you know you're used to saying mass with the people, you know, unless you know when you're traveling or when you are elsewhere, you celebrate mass on your own. But uh, you know, saying mass in front of a camera uh, is a new experience. You know, it's a it's sometimes for me. I I can't speak for the other priests. Uh, sometimes when. There is the community, uh, it, it animates me, it helps me to, to celebrate the Mass uh, better, I, I believe. Uh, so it's a new experience, uh, 
like even this, you know, being on Zoom, uh, it's a new experience. This past week, I've been having so many meetings with, with my BEC leaders, with my uh, pastoral council people, uh, with my finance committee, uh, having Zoom meetings. Uh, so it's a new experience uh, having to do that. But I believe that we, this is something that is much needed. Uh, and uh, if we have been talking about it before, now we are pushed into it. So it has come to a situation where we, we have to do this and look at greater possibilities after this, uh, you know, to be able to engage with people with technology, with technology. I think, you know, we have been quite slow in embracing technology, but I'm not wanting to say that COVID has brought about this, but, you know, the whole world uh, is now on this, uh, different learning platforms, different communication platforms. Uh, I guess this is our future and we need to find ways to navigate this is something very new, I think, for me and for many of our priests. Uh, we're all trying different things, how to keep in touch with our parishioners. Uh, just last week, I, I also organized a, a rosary with my parishioners. So all this is very new. Uh, I guess as we go along, we will have greater, greater clarity uh, as to what we would like to do. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, with this thing coming into place now, you know, VCs, like I said, you know, they're also being more active and getting on Zoom and meeting up. And sometimes I don't know if we're, there's more people meeting up on Zoom now compared to the regular busy uh, Wednesdays that we meet. So, you know, and yeah, but for, for Mark, maybe Mark, you can share as a, a family man, you've got two young boys, right? Mm. Uh, lovely wife. Uh, how old are your boys again? Nine and, Nine and six, seven. I believe. Nine, Nine and seven. seven. Uh, how is it different for you? I mean, with the kids around and stuff, do they ask you about things like, why aren't we going to church and stuff? I mean, the, I think uh, one thing uh, good for me is that, uh, I mean, I look at it as uh, a lot of things, because I mean, I run a business also. So if you see, uh, I think we have to adapt in terms of how do we work at home. But at the same time also, how do we juggle work and family? And family this time is like, just close around you, you know what I mean? In the same house. So kids being kids, they are, They'll jump around, they'll make noise and stuff like that. Uh, but I think for us, it, we, we, we get to plan to do activities together. Lah. So for example, um, I think a few things we're doing now, like we try to encourage them to cook together. So we, we, instead of just sharing a meal, but we try to cook together. And then uh, another thing we try to do more is like every day we do the rosary. But the rosary this time around, like what Father mentioned, we try to do it uh, with our, our extended family uh, through Zoom. Uh, but it's actually quite hard to do it, you know, <laughs> because uh, the delay in lag time. So someone will say the, uh, the response for the Hail Mary, someone will start two seconds later, another person will be slower in responding. So, I mean, it's a test also because you have to try to concentrate. But then uh, it's good because kids get to also uh, use technology to actually pray and all with a bigger group of people. Uh, but I think this has brought uh, our family closer, lah, you know what I mean, as an overall experience. How about you, Kevin? Yeah. Well, of course, this is, uh, like Father said, it's a very new experience. And, you know, just even um, like attending Mass online, you know, I remember someone in my Facebook group said, you know, sometimes I have to remind myself that I'm participating and not watching, right? I mean, in church, we know we are participating, we're kneeling, we're standing, and we're engaged, and we're saying the response to sound. But at home, we can suddenly fall into a space where we're just watching TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's very different and it's difficult. And, you know, I'm just wondering, do 
people really dress up at home for online masses as they do when they go <laughs> to church? So, Father, do we need to dress up, Father? <laughs> I've seen I've seen pictures on, on Facebook, people in their shorts, in their you know their house clothes, uh, and somebody posted the question to me. You know, do we need to dress up, or can we just sit in our couches and? I've been trying to say, try to, to recreate the environment to the best of your ability, you know. Um, yeah. Of course, it's going to be very artificial, you know, asking people to, to dress up as how they would go to church on a Sunday at home. Uh, but I've been encouraging people who have been asking me, at least the postures, you know. When it's time to stand, why don't you stand? When it's time to kneel, why don't you kneel? Uh, when it's time to sit, you sit. So, you know, don't just, just you know, don't be a couch potato and sit uh, and, and just, you know, because when you sit and you watch, it's, it just recreates the experience of watching a movie. Yeah. Uh, that's what you do. Uh, so you, you, you're just sitting and looking at the screen. Uh, so have your missiles with you, have your Bibles with you uh, to follow the readings. Uh, so we're trying as much as possible to encourage people to try to recreate the environment, you know, turn off your phones, turn off uh, other devices, you know, uh, try to put yourself, you know, I, I said to people, you know, uh, you can light up the, the, your altar, make a simple altar for yourself, you know, put candles. So you, you try to, to recreate the whole atmosphere. Uh, of course, it's not a perfect situation, uh, but we try our best to, to recreate that, to remind us that uh, now this is a holy time. This is, we are in a sacred time now uh, and we want to be there. Yeah. So you ask the question, you know, do I need to dress up? You know, uh, well, it's, it's a very... You know, if you would like to dress up, yeah, why not? You know, uh, but I would say that you know, create create the atmosphere of being in the presence of God, and I think you know how that works for you. Uh, each one will have to find their way uh, during this time. Yeah, and don't be late for mass. <laughs> I mean, can you be late when you're at home? <laughs> so father, I have another question. There's no, there's no, there's no excuse for being late this time. So, Father, I have another question. I mean, because today, what if you don't watch it live? <laughs> You watch a playback. Does it still consider that you are you you and you're participating in the mass? Now, of course, I mean, ideally would be to be present live because you make that time as much as you go to church. Like you make time to go to church, you know, uh, you make time to be present at mass. And I think that would be the that is what everyone would be encouraged to do. Uh, but sometimes there are situations where people having to care for so many people at home. Uh, it doesn't work always, you know, to our benefit. So, you know, so recreate that space, you know, maybe later in the evening, you know, recreate that space of connecting with God. And I think that's the most important thing. It's not the question of whether life, whether it's recorded, uh, you know, but it's important about creating space and allowing that time to be uh, with a community uh, to be able to celebrate the Eucharist together. So ideally, if you ask me, yes, I would say ideally, you know, let's try and follow it live. Uh, and there is a purpose why we are, do, we are doing live streaming and not just recording it and uploading it uh, onto our servers and people can watch it anytime. So there is a particular purpose why we are doing so that we all can be united. Uh, we all can be united, uh, even though not in our, in our respective parishes, but even when we are at our homes, you know, uh, we are one church. And, and I think this is a nice sign, a nice symbol. Uh, of course, you know, embracing technology to, to show that, you know, we are one church, you know, we're all united. Though we are different people, different locations, but it is our faith that unites us. Yeah, it reminds me of but talking about, talk, yeah. but talk, talking about coming late to Mass, and I must say that, you know, I, I used to know Mark as a little boy uh, when he was in Assumption <laughs> Church, and very often he used to come late for Mass, uh, and now that's the question that he's asking me interestingly. 
<laughs> I hope you're not late for mass now. That, that was the 6.30 a.m. mass I used to serve. Okay? <laughs> no service at that time, so I was to fill in. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Thanks, Father, for all the suggestions that you've given us. I'm sure those watching will be taking note and uh, for future masses. And of course, uh, coming up to Holy Week, can't imagine we are just less than uh, two weeks away from uh, Easter, yeah? But if I can, right. can I just shift the conversation a little bit right now? Because uh, there have been some messages going around WhatsApp and all that. And, you know, people trying to say, that, hey, this thing is, is not from God and this. And you're trying to, to immerse spirituality into the COVID-19. Uh, how do we view that, Father? How do we view what's happening? How do you view it in a positive light when you've got something so tragic, so terrible at the same time, we, we wonder why God is allowing this to happen. Can you say something about that? Yeah. You know, this question about whether why God allows it or is this a message from God, uh, I, I would always say, you know, it's a question that, that will not have a, a satisfactory answer for anyone. Uh, and it's pointless to go in that direction also, I believe. Uh, I think what is important for us is, you know, whatever is happening, uh, to learn from it, you know, uh, perhaps, yes, I believe every situation, uh, whether good or bad, uh, there is a message for humanity, uh, you know, not just in bad situations, but also in good situations that God can speak to us. Uh, and for us is to learn from this, to learn from this and, and to come out better, to come out stronger, not just in our faith, but, but just as, as, a, as a human race, uh, to be able to come out of this as better people. Uh, it's very hard to say that you know God is doing this because you know how do you how do you reconcile the fact that there are so many people who are dying? You know how do you tell families who are seeing their loved ones die right before their eyes? You know, and what is even worse is that they are so helpless, they are unable to do anything. You know, uh, limited resources uh, and you know don't know what to do, no cure. Uh, can we say this is from God? Uh, I, I don't think our God. I, I don't think I believe our God is not a punishing God. Not in this way, at least. Uh, but, you know, there is a reason why all this happens uh, in the world. Uh, and, and something that we need to, to reflect, to go into ourselves and see, perhaps there is a message, not just for humanity, but for each person, for every individual. We need to reflect, you know, how can we come out of this better, stronger, and for the human race uh, to be able to offer something more positive. I think this is something that we all need to learn. This is something that we all need to come out of uh, the situation. There's so much of negativity out there. Uh, there's so much of, uh, you know, uh, finger pointing at these people, that people. Uh, but I think this is not the time. Uh, this is the time where humanity needs to come together. We need to hold hands together uh, and to see how we can come out of this uh, better and stronger. So, Father, I mean, I uh, agree with you on that. And uh, just wondering... So, I, I, I mean, uh, as us staying at home, there's not much we can do. So, maybe as Catholics, what are the few things you think uh, we can actually do at home? I mean, besides praying, you know what I mean? I think there are a lot of things that we can do. Uh, a lot of things we can do. Uh, in this situation, uh, it is not just the elderly who are afflicted uh, you know, by, by this coronavirus. I think there are a lot of people whose livelihoods have been affected. Uh, and there are so many organizations out there who are trying to reach out. I know there are many of us who are afraid to go out uh, to, to reach out to others, but there are those who are, you know, who are really braving the situation, going out to help. And maybe we can support them in some way, you know, in some way, uh, either financially, uh, we can also support them spiritually, of course, uh, 
to help others. Uh, so we are, you know, in our churches, you know, I think many of our churches have set up uh, kind of a, a systems to help the poor, uh, to help especially the, the, the migrant workers who are uh, daily, age, daily wage earners who are really affected by this situation. Uh, I've been getting so many calls uh, from different people, you know, uh, just yesterday to share an experience, you know. I had a call from a, a community of migrants who shared that, you know, they have no food, they have no rice to eat, uh, and literally in tears, you know. So I tried to mobilize some people, even though I'm so far away and, and you know, not accessible, I can't go there, you know, try to network with people and try to get them some food at least. And I think this is something that we really could do uh, as, as Christians, and not just as Christians, you know, as people a part of a human race, I think we can reach out to one another uh, more than just praying uh, during the situation. Yeah, I think uh, the yeah I think one of the one of the struggles for for Catholics is because you know especially during Lent uh, we are more charitable and we, we do more stuff for the marginalized and the poor and stuff like that. But now with social distancing, we can't do that. You know, uh, we probably had a lot of plans uh, during Lent, but we can't do that. And we know why social distancing is important. But at the same time, I think there's an internal struggle to, I want to do, but I cannot do. And, you know, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people feeling like that. And, you know, we heard about the NGOs trying to help, but then uh, government says, no, the proper channels should be to give to whoever and stuff like that. So there's a lot of concern about that as well. And I think internally, uh, people are, are having that, that struggle within them to figure out how can they do it. I think, I think Kevin, if I'm not mistaken, uh, like Thomas More, uh, the BCs and all are now uh, looking for uh, uh, people in, I mean, they, they've asked the BCs to actually look around in terms of families in need, uh, in terms of, of food or funding or whatever not, who, are, who have been impacted by this. And I think Assumption is also uh, embarking on the route whereby they are enabling VCs to actually uh, find these people and try to help. But I think, uh, personally, I feel that uh, while waiting for that, I mean, I feel like I want to contribute something, either financially or, 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 or efforts we can do online to actually share, uh, 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 or share, share, share to other people in terms of what we can do, you know what I mean? And I think that, 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 for example, is quite lacking because, for example, I think there are a lot of people today out there who, yeah, maybe they don't mind donating, but we do not know who to donate to or, or, or how to do it. So I think maybe there's an opportunity for, for I mean, uh, maybe, yeah, hopefully we can do something. Just to, just to share, share something small, I think it's a very small example that I've done for myself uh, because these communities are, are reaching out to me. Uh, I, I started something called a virtual warehouse. You know, and I just reached out to friends. I said, I've started a virtual warehouse. Uh, just put in the, the, the warehouse, whatever you can support with, you know, whatever needs you can support da daily or daily sustenance. So, so it's quite good. Uh, people have just been putting in bags of rice, you know, uh, bihun, dry food, canned food. Mm. Uh, and as and when the need comes, uh, I, I know I have this virtual warehouse where I can go to and start trying to get people to send these things, whoever is the nearest to send. Uh, and, and people are supporting that way. So that is a small thing that I have started on my own, uh, reaching out to friends. Uh, awesome. I call it the virtual warehouse. Very nice name, Father. Not bad, huh? Yeah, that's, that's a great idea, actually. You know, I think you know, we should uh, recommend this to our VCs or whoever. Who, you know, we, can, we can also do something like that. And I think also uh, something as simple as, you know, you know, nowadays when you go and get your groceries at like uh, Jai Grocer or whatever, you know, you have to queue up for a very long time and all that 
And, you know, I think sometimes we can just let our neighbors know or just message in WhatsApp and say, hey, you know, I'm here. I can't do your shopping for you. But if there's that one or two, a couple of things that you really need that you're short of, you know, maybe I can, I can put it in my cart and later drop it off at your house, you know, you know maybe something like that. You yeah, know, I think just I the think, other day, I was just... Yeah, I think at yeah. this time also, what's interesting is that I think for the first time, you get to meet mo- a lot of your neighbors. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of times, that's I mean, true, that's true. Home, go to the office, we come back, we don't know. Now at least, I mean, with social distancing, you're right, Kevin. I mean, in our, in our area there, people are messaging each other, hey, I'm going to buy this, or you can, can I help you buy and stuff like that. So you get to interact with your neighbors. And I think the social distancing is uh, bringing people together in, in some sort of a way. Lah. I think we have another three minutes uh, before the... Uh, yep. Yeah, so... Yeah, okay. I think maybe maybe we wrap up this first episode. There's there's sure more episodes to come. So, you know, whoever's watching this, uh, stay tuned. Whoever you're watching this, we will send out the video through WhatsApp and all that. If you don't mind, uh, Mark, could I just uh, share where they can also get in touch with us? Uh, for now, you can get in touch with us on our Facebook page. It's at Redeemed for Worship. Facebook.com at redeem slash redeem for worship. You can also send us your comments, send us your ideas, topics, what you want us to talk about. And, you know, we can get this going for the next episode. We don't know when that's going to be, but uh, I'm sure let's plan something. Mark and Father, we'll get more people to join us, uh, more priests, in fact, to join us. And uh, let's see how it goes.